Hi everyone, welcome back to Chasing the Light. Thank you so much for joining in again this week for entry number 10, a spotlight on a special guest. And you're probably wondering who our special guest is today. And it is my husband, Zach. I have talked a lot about Zach throughout the previous entries, and I just wanted to introduce him. Hi, Zach. Hi, Lindsay. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> We're trying not to be as <laughs> awkward as possible, um, but this is not scripted by any means. So I just wanted this to be as authentic as possible and kind of get a spouse's perspective on living with someone who has a visual impairment or, in my case, um, legally blind. So, Zach, can you tell us what your initial thoughts were whenever we first started dating and I told you that I couldn't see very well and that I couldn't drive a car? Because it took a while for me to tell you these things, um, about a month, if you remember. And I think you were guessing, um, trying to figure out why I couldn't drive and kind of what my um, situation was exactly. So what were your initial thoughts back 13 and a half years ago? Well, I guess when, well, I guess I already sort of knew because as you know, we, we met through mutual friends in college um, and someone that we were both familiar with had mentioned that he thought there was, there was something that was up with your eyes. And so I kind of didn't think much of it. Um, but it was always kind of in the back of my head that maybe there was, you know, something, something going on. Um, so when you first told me that we were, we were on our way back to Frostburg from your dad's house. Um, and you had decided that, you know, you had enough courage to tell me that you had a, a retinal degenerative disease and that you were eventually going to go blind. Um, I was not super surprised. I, I kind of, you know, already knew. Um, and I also, I also could kind of tell like whenever we would look at each other that you, your eyes moved in a different way. They weren't too, they weren't trained directly at me. So my, my first reaction was that's, that's okay because I had already started to fall in love with you and you know, nothing was going to change that. So what about when you found out that I couldn't drive? Did that change anything or make you think about our future together in a different way? No, I mean, I just I, I just t took you as you were. Um, you know, the, the, the driving thing didn't bother me at all. I mean, I, I like to drive anyway, so I guess I was thinking, okay, well, I'll just I'll just be the driver in our family. It, 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 I had... I had no thoughts about our future or anything. I was just straight up living in the moment and I was, I was not concerned about your inability to drive, but that did make me kind of think like, all right, that, that kind of lit the little, little spark in my mind that maybe something in the future would come along where you would be able to drive. So that, that, that little thought was in the back of my mind. Like when I learn more about this and, and whatever it is, uh, maybe there was something that, that could change in the future and, and that you would get to experience that and that you could drive one day. Right. And you know what your Facebook 
interests used to be. I don't know if they still are, but I, rem- I remember seeing this whenever we first started dating and we kind of look at each other's, you know, Facebook profiles and interests. And one of yours was driving. And I remember being like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. Like I found someone that loves to drive. So. <laughs> yep. It was, it was that, it, that was, that was the one defining aspect of me. <laughs> that you were drawn to was that I liked to drive. <laughs> oh my gosh. But whenever, whenever I bring that up to you, you're always like, well, I meant like driving to just go out for a drive, not to like chauffeur everybody around here and there. But um, I just always thought that was funny because I was like, oh my gosh, he's perfect for me. He likes to drive. Well, well, now what it has turned into as a result of you not being able to drive is that now I can not ever be a passenger with anyone because it has been so long since I've been the passenger of a vehicle that I, I get some kind of anxiety when I'm sitting and someone else is driving. Like I have zero control. So, so thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. And just wait until I have the surgery and get to get my eyes improved and enough to drive and you get to be a passenger and you get to listen to all my kind of music and get to see how a good driver really goes the speed limit and all those fun things so we'll we'll see if we'll see if i can train you well enough to pass the driving test first Mm, whatever so (laughs) as we're moving forward i you know i just brought up the clinical trial and everything and i wanted to kind of see where your head was at and, you know, what, what are your thoughts and emotions? I talked a lot about how I'm feeling and, you know, the excitement, but a little bit of nervousness. What are you thinking about this clinical trial that's going to happen and, you know, almost exactly a month from now? It's something that I'm looking forward to and I hope works out, but if it doesn't, that's not going to change how I feel about you. It's not going to change our marriage or our relationships with our kids or, or, or anything like that. I'm, I'm ever since I met you and I started diving into all this stuff and, and seeing where it was going and all the advances that they've been making, um, all the cures that they've found or that they're in the process of finding. I always thought it was a a potential for you, but I, I want something positive to come for, come of it for you. But if it, if it doesn't, then, then I'm good either way. I'm, I'm with you. And you said about like, whenever you started doing your research, I know that there were many years, you know, you asked me if you could look further into it. And I don't remember if I told you, yes, go ahead. Or if it was more like, yes, but I don't want to know anything about it, right? Like I was really living in denial um, about actually losing my vision and having that prediction of that doctor when I was 16, you know, really fully coming true in my early 20s. Like I thought I was going to be really seeing darkness at at that point and at this point in my life. And as we know, I'm not. Um, But I, you know, eventually told you that you could do some research about it. Like, how did you feel when I told you that and you started, you know, doing some and then seeing some research and trials being done. So I was, I was pretty excited. Um, 
I was already kind of in the thralls of my master's degree. So I was into doing research and everything already. So when, when you said, go ahead and, and do some, do some research and see what's going on out there. Um, I just did a couple, couple Google searches. I, I searched, um, I searched the college's uh, peer review journal database and, and just, just to see what kind of any research there was. I was looking up things like disease of the retina, retinitis pigmentosa, um, all, those, all those sorts of things. And that's when I came across a, a study that was being done for retinitis pigmentosa. And I, I looked at all the professors that were listed at the bottom of the, of the article and I just started sending emails. I went to each college and university that they worked for. I searched their directory. Um, I think there were a couple down in University of Florida that I had reached out to. Um, there was a couple up at UPenn. I think I reached out to someone in Ireland. And one of the one of the authors of this study that I read was down in Florida. She was the main author of the of the of the journal article, and that's that's when she referred me to Dr. Jacobson up at UPenn. And what were your expectations whenever you found Dr. Jacobson? So when she referred me to Dr. Jacobson and I reached out to him, I didn't hear anything for a couple of weeks. And then finally he sent me something back and, and said, we would like to have Lindsay come up for some testing and we would like to, to get a, a full diagnosis and, and it just kind of took off from there. And we, we set an appointment up with the Shea Eye Institute and, and the rest is history. And what is it like to sit and watch me go through these tests? And I know they're really long days and you just kind of sit there and, <laughs> and, and watch everything. Like, what is it from that perspective? It is a mix of pride and helplessness all at the same time because I'm I'm always just watching you go through all this stuff and I'm always so proud of of what you're putting yourself through for the for this this potential end goal of of curing your blinding disease uh, but I also feel so helpless because you know I can tell that you're miserable and your your eyes are tired and and dry and your pupils are dilated and and it's just such a long day it's a, it's such a long day for me just sitting there in the corner in a, in a dark room watching you go through all these tests, I can only imagine, you know, what you're going through. And, and I try and, and empathize with you as much as I can because I can't, I can't take the discomfort for you. But I, but I try to just immerse myself in what you could possibly be going through. And just because I, would, I don't want you to go through it alone. So I want to be there with you. And you do go through all of that with me. I, I don't think people realize how much of a rock and a support that you truly are in my life. And like in my previous entries, when you, when I had said that, like, I truly believe that you were sent to me to be my, you know, real life superhero sent from God to bear these things with me because before you, I never accepted this and never even wanted to talk about it. And then all of a sudden you came in and like that's, you wanted to talk about it and learn more and you loved me more because of it. So it just, um, 
<clears throat> to have you go through all this with me and encourage me, you know, not just through the trials and trying to find an answer for my vision condition, but for every day, like you are my support. And, you know, what I guess I just want to know, like, what is it like, you know, in our daily life, when you see me go through different challenges, or what is something that's challenging for you, as you know, my husband, and have the blindness affect, you know, you watch it affect me, but you also have it affect you and our family. So what what are some of the challenges related to that for you? I think the main challenge is that your 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 blinding disease uh, is totally the polar opposite of your personality. You're very independent. You're very strong. You're you're very courageous. You want to do everything 100 miles an hour. Um, you don't want to let your your blindness inhibit you in any way from doing anything you want to do. But sometimes that the, the reality is that you know you can't do everything 100 miles an hour because you'll crash sometimes. My challenge is that sometimes because you are so strong and independent and and doing all the things that you do it's it's easy to forget that you have a blinding disease because you you act as normal as you possibly can whatever normal is but you try to you try to be a person that does does not have a disability and so i kind of get caught up in that i forget about it sometimes i mean it's because there's there's so much more to you than that, and and that's a, that's a challenge for me, um, because you know sometimes we'll be we'll be walking and and you'll I'll reach my hand out and say do you do you want me to help you get through this crowd or this this congested area and you'll be like no no I'm fine I'll, I'll let you know and it's like okay, but sometimes I'll think okay she's got it and I don't offer that and that's when you need it, so it it's it's just kind of like still trying to figure out when you, is that you exactly need help and when when you got this because sometimes you're good and sometimes sometimes you're not yeah and i think i'm i still try and figure that out too so i guess it's kind of it's it is tricky and things fluctuate and certain situations give me more anxiety so i feel like you know i'm communicating that more with you and with our family and, you know, we're all learning how to navigate this together. Um, I want to know, where do you get all your patience with me? Because you've always been patient, probably the most patient with anyone in your life. I think you've been with me. Uh, I don't I don't know where I get it or where I got it. Uh, I think patience is a skill that you have to practice um, and you know, we had some, some challenging times in the beginning of our relationship, um, where, where I needed to develop patience out of, out of necessity to, to keep you, um, you know, it's, it's, I, I love you and I'll always fight for you and I'll always try to keep you and do whatever I need to do to, you know, to be in your life. Um, and I think that, that, that patience was a skill that I developed because it, it's it's a part of who you are and it, it was something that i needed to i needed to understand and accept 
what is the greatest lesson you've learned and, you know, being married to and being in a relationship with someone who is blind and, you know, what are some of the joys of being with someone that is blind? Because, you know, there's always lots of challenges and obstacles, but I really want to put a spotlight on, you know, the the joys and the good things that you have learned from us so far. Well, you're the first blind person that I ever met um, and that, you know, I, I developed a relationship with you. And, you know, we became best friends and we got married. So, you know, some of the lessons, I guess, about, about blindness and, and blinding diseases, you know, we almost learned together um, because, because you were so uh, against recognizing that you were going blind. You just, you completely blocked it out. You put up that wall to that, that side of you and said, no, I'm not letting it get to me. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to let, let it get in my way. When you started to actually like acknowledge it and accept it and you, you gave me permission to, you know, go and learn more about it and see if there's anything out there. Um, that's when we really started to learn more about the spectrum of blinding diseases. And, you know, we, we learn these together because I guess my, my, my opinion on, on blindness, I mean, I didn't really have any because, you know, all I saw was what the, the tropes and stereotypes that you see on TV and movies, you know, the, the guy with the black glasses and the cane walking around with a cup in his hand, you know, you, you just don't see a lot of, of blind people out in public. Now, since I've met you and we've learned about blinding diseases together and, you know, you've, you've been formally trained in teaching students with visual impairments, you know, I've seen, I've seen pr probably a hundred blind people now, you know, because we participate in the vision walk every year. You've held bowling over blindness here in, in Berkeley County. And, you know, I've, I've met some of your students and, and, you know, I have a completely different take on seeing them now. And we've taught each other a, a lot about the, the community, the, the blind community. And, you know, some of the joys that have come with that are, you know, we get, we get to educate other people. We, we have a little bit more knowledge um, together. We can kind of, you know, help other people around us and, and, grow the knowledge around our, our family and our friends and our community and say, this is, you know, this, this building would be a lot more, uh, you know, accessible for a blind person if they had this kind of lighting or these kinds of doors or this kind of access. And, you know, we can, we see websites and we watch movies and I've gotten really good at reading subtitles too, <laughs> because every time something comes on a screen with words, I just automatically read it. And even if I'm with the kids or even if I'm not with you and I, I see subtitles or anything on a screen that, that would need to be read for someone who's blind, I just kind of read them out loud, <laughs> you know? Um, and that's just out of something I've learned with being with you because I know you can't see the words and you wouldn't know what was going on or, or know what the words on the screen were if I didn't read them to you. You know, the, the joys have been going through this process and learning more about blinding diseases and 
you know, the community that you are now so much a part of with you. That's been a joy. And, and the subtitle thing. Yeah. I, 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 one of the things that I love, I don't always love when you read subtitles because, you know, I kind of, I'm like, I appreciate it, but at the same time, I'm just like, oh, it's fine, whatever. But, um, one of the things that I've noticed and that no one else would understand this, like I can be laying on the couch and a commercial comes on and all I have to say is, what is it? And you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know that I'm talking about a commercial on TV and I want to know what's happening. Like no one else would know why I'm asking, what is it? And um, that's one of the things that, you know, I appreciate it, the, just the little things that you do on a, on a daily basis like that, that no one else would know to do. And I, you know, you have learned that you have learned that and we have learned these things together. Like you said, um, I think one of the other things I wanted to ask you was, you know, did you have any certain kind of feelings when we found out that we were going to be parents? Did you have any kind of worries that, you know, our children would be born blind or if I would be able to rise to the occasion to be a good mom and take care of our whole family with, you know, my blinding disease? No, I, I didn't have, I didn't have too many worries. I mean, like you've been going through this degenerative disease your whole life and you've adapted to every situation. Um, you know, you've, you've made it through high school and college and, and, and work and, and all sorts of things and everything that you've ever done, you've adapted to, um, despite your disease, you found a way to make it work and to, to do, do whatever it is you're doing and do it well. So when, when we found out that we were going to have, have children, no, nothing. I had no worries. I had no worries at all. We were going to just like anything else, we were going to do it together, figure it out together. Um, I anticipated there would probably be some rough patches and we would, we would struggle through some things, but ultimately we would figure it out and, and, and that's what we've done and that's what we will continue to do. Yeah. And sometime I want to have the boys be on a special guest for one of our entries, but we just have to make sure they understand, you know, to be serious and everything whenever they come on. Cause I really want to know their perspective of, living with a mom who is blind. Um, so that's something that I anticipate they, they, they will not have much to say on that because they've always just known you as mom and they've always known you to just be who you are. And it, it's not like you could see one day and then you couldn't. And it was a giant, adjustment it's this is what they've always known you know they've probably got more patience with you than than i i do you know and i have a lot but they have they probably have more because they've always known you and they've always known that you you were you have bad eyes that mommy had bad eyes so you know that's that's an advantage that they have going into life and having that sort of patience for for anyone well, before we wrap up here, is there anything that you would want to share with anyone who's listening who may be personally affected with blindness or visual impairment or um, a spouse of someone, like any kind of encouragement or, um, you know, anything? What, what would your final thoughts be? This is just one part 
of you. And it's not the whole part of Lindsay Rambo. You, you are not, and your spouse or your loved one that you're thinking of in your life as you're listening to this, that the, a blinding disease is not all they are. And you know that already, that they are so much more, which is why you care about them which is why you care enough to learn to listen to this podcast and learn more about it is, is because there's so much more to them than that. Blind people are just people, right? They're just, it, they're just like, like you, they're just like me. They're just like anybody. And so my only advice would be just treat them like a person unless they need some kind of help or anything that, you know, it's, it's no big deal. Um, you know, me and, me and Lindsay, we, we sometimes have fun with her disease. Like I will sneak up behind her and tickle her or something and scare her. And, you know, it's terrible. And, and she gets mad at me sometimes, but you know, we, we joke about it. She jokes about what she can't see. And, and, you know, we kind of laugh about interactions that she has with people. You know, sometimes people come up and they'll say, hi, Lindsay, and they'll be real loud. And, you know, in the back of our mind, we're thinking, well, she's blind, she's not deaf, or, you know, it's, it's, it's just an ordinary, you know, fun loving relationship with a spouse or a a loved one or anything like that. That's all the advice I have. Wow. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Well, I'm sure that everyone is going to enjoy this entry and everyone appreciates your perspective and finally getting to meet the famous Zach that I talk about so much. And, you know, I just want you to know how much I love you and appreciate you and how I'm very thankful and blessed to have you because I wouldn't be where I am today in any aspect of my life in the positive areas if it, if it weren't for you. And I give all the credit to you for helping me find acceptance of my visual impairment and just, you know, the encouragement you give me every day for just daily things. Like it's, it's, it's just remarkable. And anyone that knows you and sees you with me, um, you know, they, they think and feel the same way. So I want, you know, I appreciate you and I thank you for sharing your perspective and I want you to come back again for, um, more little interviews like this because I think your perspective is very valuable and helps people understand blindness in a different way as well. So everyone, I just thank you so much for joining Zach and I today and we hope you have a wonderful week.